What's up? Happy Thursday to you. No, Tuesday. Wrong T. Terrific Tuesday. Okay. Um, I'm I'm damn near on time. Only five minutes late. Oh, give me grace. Give me grace. How is everyone today? I've got a really cool topic for you today. I want to talk to you about the words that are coming out of your mouth and the power of those words. So I want to start out by saying, if you're here say hello. I want to see you in the comments. Um, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So let's talk about the words that you're saying and how they carry energy. So the title of today's podcast is bite your tongue. Do you remember being told as a child or maybe even as an adult to bite your fucking tongue? Like what's up, Dan? Like, if you can't say anything nice, don't say it at all. I remember my grandma saying this to me. If you can't say anything nice, don't say it at all. And that is the truth. Seriously. If what you are going to say is negative and going to hurt you or someone else, you shouldn't say it. And you shouldn't even think it. But it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. And this is why the work that we do to be very very intentional in this like ascension journey is what we're going to call it because we want to tap into the highest version of ourselves. And this is an ascension journey. We realize that every word and every thought creates our reality. We realize that every word we speak is actively changing the world around us. And every word we speak to our children and our athletes is actively shaping the world around them and teaching them to shape the world around them. So every word we speak, we're either empowering ourselves, our children and those around us, or we're disempowering ourselves, our children and those around us. And so I want to go a little woo woo first. Let's talk about your throat chakra. So you have, let's call them energy centers, okay? We're going to look at this from like a Joe Dispenza quantum physics perspective. Very, very sciencey, right? He doesn't call them chakras because he feels that that's a turnoff to people and um, that that's like too woo-woo, right? Too out there. So let's talk about them as energy centers that are scientifically studied. We know they're there. The energy is visible in certain ways. And so you've got these different points throughout your body and you have energy that rotates in a certain direction at a certain speed. And all of these energy centers are what dictates what physically is is presented in our body and what we're calling to ourselves from the universe. And so your throat chakra in particular is is a chakra that pretty much controls like this area. Like if you have a sore throat, you bet your ass that your throat chakra is affected. And there are many times where I see where my kids get some sort of illness and I can look directly at what's going on in our lives 
and there's something related, like if they get a sore throat, that there's something related to communication, that there's something going on with me or with their dad or with their communication with one of us or the communication between their father and I, in some way there's been a kink, there's been an issue, and it shows up in some way as a sore throat or a cough, something to do with this throat chakra area. In your mouth, too. It also dictates what's going on in your mouth. And so it has to do with being heard or not being heard in the right way, not feeling like you have a voice, being shut down, being barred in some way. And so let's think about this from a sports perspective. Let's think about this in terms of athletics, okay? Athletes, coaches. And so I want you to think about when you're interacting with your kids and what you're talking to them about with regard to their success, whether it's in school or in sports. And what are you talking to them about? Are you talking to them about what they're doing right? Or are you talking to them about what they're doing wrong? Because generally, we have been trained to look at what's going wrong instead of what's going right. And so when someone makes a mistake and they approach you, the first thing that you typically do, and I'm not judging this, I'm just saying, is that you start talking to them about what they screwed up, right? Like you immediately go to, okay, this is what we got to fix. But if we will be intentional and retrain ourselves, create new neural pathways, and shift our communication that we're having with our kids and our and our peers and the people around us, um, we're doing ourselves and we're doing them a favor. Because um, where, where focus goes, energy flows. And so if you are always focusing on what's going wrong and what's being done wrong, and that's what you're talking about, and those are the emotions, thoughts, feelings, emotions that you are expressing, then this is where the energy goes. And so you're giving energy to the negativity. When you give energy to anything, it grows. And so while, yes, we do need to address our mistakes, we do need to address what needs to be fixed, it's always best to initiate the conversation, initiate the words being exchanged, by talking about what's going right first. That's what you focus on. Because typically when you approach a teen, any kid, but especially a teenager, with the problem first, boom, they shut down. And immediately they go into like fight or flight, right? Like you activate their system, their, um, why can't I think of the word? Their sympathetic nervous system and they go into defense mode. You know what happens when you put a teenager in defense mode? And I'll fucking listen. They shut you off. They either just walk away or just totally shut down. They're not listening to a word that you are saying. And so we change our approach. Like, go through the door, right? Or the back door if you have to. Don't go through the front door. Like, approach it in a way that you're going to soften them immediately. And so when we talk about the positive, we talk about what they did right in the game or they did right on the test or they did right in their term paper. You immediately soften them, open their ears and open their awareness and shift the energy. And that way they're not in a heightened emotional state 
and they can listen to whatever dialogue that is coming from a higher perspective that you're going to present to them. Okay. And there's another topic I want to talk about with relation to this. I want you to think about the conversations that you're having on a daily basis. Something that I have really intentionally shifted in my life is the, the conversations that I'm having. Like what I like to do is before I go have a conversation about anything that is bothering me, anything that has triggered me, pissed me off. I always like to get myself as an individual into a better space before I go talk about it. And this is why. Because I used to, I'll tell you what I used to do. I used to encounter a negative situation, get pissed off, and call someone to gossip about it. Right? Do you do this? I'm judging it. I'm just saying this is what we do. We like to gossip. We like to we like to prove our rightness. We like to go um, talk to someone to affirm our rightness, to affirm that we are the one that's in the right. And really, we all have our own truth. So whoever you're having an issue with probably thinks they're just as right as you think you are, right? Correct? Yeah. And so excuse me, if you can, when there's a negative situation, sit with it for a minute, Like just sit with it for a minute and don't operate from your brain. Try and drop into your heart. Take some nice deep breaths and don't call and gossip about it. If you can take a minute, then you can go call someone and have a logical heart centered conversation with them about what has occurred and actually make it a productive conversation and not channel your energy into the negativity. Because I guarantee you that when you go have a conversation that's based in emotion, that is to prove your rightness, you're calling someone that you know is going to side with you. They're your best friend, right? All you're doing is building that negative momentum, which is increasing the negative energy between you and that person. And it's only going to make the situation worse. And so I'm going to give you a specific example. Um, This past weekend, the kids were with their dad and they were in a situation that I did not like. They were in kind of an unsafe situation, but my hands were tied. I had I literally had there was nothing that I could do. It was his it was his parenting time. He had the kids with him and I immediately, because of old habits, went to a place of negativity like I was scared and I was worried about my kids because I wasn't sure where they were. They were going to be home soon, but they weren't home yet. And I was thinking, fuck, I'm worried about my kids and I can't do anything about it. And it scared me. And the previous version of Monica would have like called someone to tell them about it. I would have called a family member who's been with me through all of this drama and I would have told them what was going on and they would have sided with me and they sure would have made me feel really good in the moment and made me feel really right about the feelings that I was having. But all that I would have done is contributed to the negativity, the negative momentum between him and I that really wasn't even there. Like he was doing something wrong. He was doing something that was not safe for the kids. But I was creating a situation in my head 
And by calling someone and talking to them about it, all I was going to do was make it bigger, make it bigger. And in doing that, I was contributing. I would have been contributing to the lack of safety that the kids were experiencing because energy is powerful. Words, thoughts, feelings, emotions, they are powerful. They create our reality. It is so, so true. This is quantum physics. This is truth. And so I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And so in not doing that, in resisting the desire to go bullshit and to go um, gossip with someone, I bit my tongue and I just went into the silence. I just took a moment. I took some deep breaths breaths and dropped into my heart and said, okay, you got to walk the walk here, Monica. Don't talk the talk, walk the walk. You believe that you create your own reality. And are you going to empower yourself and your children in this moment? Or are you going to disempower them in this moment? So I chose the higher road and I know I did a great service to everyone around me. Everyone, the entire collective, every time you make a positive decision that is going to benefit you and help you step into a higher version of yourself, you are helping the entirety of humanity. And not only are you doing that, but you are you are calling in people who are doing the same which is enhancing the experience around you. Okay, what the hell's Dan saying? But what if the ref keeps calling bad calls and you're the coach? It's hard to bite your tongue. Um, that is very true. That is actually a really good point. And okay, so let's talk about energy. Let's talk about the example that you're setting for the kids, right? Like, um, what is it going to do what is the positive that is going to come out of you throwing a chair? That's a bit extreme, but we've seen it, right? Um, or raising hell with the referee. Like, have you, is the ref going to change the call? And if you approach a referee from a very low space in a very negative way, are they more likely to consider changing a call, review a play? obviously, depending on the um, rules, right? <laughs> of course, I was specifically thinking of Bobby Knight. Um, or if you approach them in a respectful manner that is not from emotion, right? From like a logical space, they are far more likely to listen to you. So really, this is about self-control. And it's hard, but it gets easier and easier and easier because this is all about creating neural pathways. It's all about retraining your brain to re respond in a certain way. And so in biting your tongue or at least taking a minute and coming from a different space, a higher level emotion, not only are you benefiting yourself because you're restructuring your brain and you're taking these um, habits with you to other areas in your life, right? Your relationships, your work, all of your encounters with everyone in the world around you, but you're teaching the kids what sort of behavior to model. 
And like, what an amazing gift to give to your children. And look, I love Bobby Knight. <laughs> He's great. But I, he was so cringy. <laughs> he always made me cringe. It was actually kind of, right, it's enjoyable, right? It's kind of like a train wreck. You don't want to turn your head. And yes, I know, Dan, I definitely don't see you as the Bobby Knight type. And I love your question. It's, it's very thought provoking. It makes total sense. Um, but like this is, and this is why sports are so freaking important. They're so foundational in building the lives of our kids and helping them to take um, what they're learning from sports and apply it in every part of their life. It's freaking huge. And so some of the most influential people in the world are coaches. Like being a coach is a huge responsibility. Like I give mad props to anyone who coaches anyone, any team, no matter what age. I mean, it is huge. It is such an amazing responsibility. So a round of applause. This is what we do in kindergarten. <laughs> a round of applause for you because it's fucking huge. And so maybe, um, maybe I should drop fewer F-bombs. Maybe coaches probably don't drop a lot of F-bombs around their kids, do they? It would be highly frowned upon. <laughs> Maybe I should consider that. I don't know. What do you think, Dan? So, okay, so I want you to think about, like, what is the value in biting your tongue? It's huge. If you have something, like, super profound and beautiful to say, then by all means say it. But there's a lot to be said for just keeping your mouth shut keeping your mouth shut. But now realize that just because it stops at your mouth, what is going on in here still, just because you're not saying it and you're thinking it, it's still super powerful because the thought leads to an emotion and a vibration. You don't have to say it to send a message to the universe because really the world around you is not listening to the words you're saying. They're listening to the vibration that you're that you're emitting. And the words carry that vibration. The emotions carry that vibration, but the thoughts carry that vibration too. And so we have to be really intentional about the things that we're thinking about all day, every day. And this is why a mantra is so important. Because for me, when I go into any sort of negative thought pattern, I have trained myself to go into a mantra. Um, things are always working out for me is a good one. That's like very non-resistant. It's very non-specific because sometimes when we are specific about what we want from the universe, it creates resistance. Like if we have thoughts about money, if we have a lot of negative relationship with money and we start thinking about um, the bills that we have and the scarcity that we may be in, going to a mantra about money isn't going to help you because you're activating the negative portion of it too. I know that's a little bit, that's a little bit woo woo and out there, but it's so true. So things are always working out for me or something very general, like this is my favorite. I'm healthy, wealthy, and beautiful. It's a general statement. It's not too specific. I am healthy, wealthy, and beautiful. And so even, um, when I'm having conversations with my kids and if something goes negative, my um, like my new like innate reaction 
is to walk away. I literally just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to come back. Like let's stop and I'm, I'm going to come back. And I do that because energetically there is a connection. And so when I'm sitting here looking at my child and they're right there with me and we have a negative momentum going, like our energies are connected. If you could see the energies, you would see that your energies are literally connected, which binds you and holds you in a negative space. And so this is why I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> I want to go. And now my kids expect this from me. I'm just going to go in the other room and I'll be right back. And then we'll talk about this. And sometimes they put up a fight and they're like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to stop. And this is where you're the adult. This is where you're the coach, the advisor. This is where you're your highest self because you're the mature one, right? <laughs> Not always, but that's what we aim for. And this is when you're like, okay, I'm just going to walk away. We're going to separate energies. I'm going to breathe into my heart. Like, stop, take three deep breaths. Doesn't have to be complicated. Take three deep breaths. Center yourself and drop out of the negative emotion into your heart. And what happens then? You should know by now. Then we're functioning from our logical mind. We've like bridged our heart and our mind instead of functioning from negative emotion. Because when you're functioning from negative emotion, all you're going to deliver or all you're going to get from the universe is other negative shit, other negative thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And so this is like when you think about, let's talk about spouses, relationships between like husband and wife. Like this was a huge issue for my ex-husband and I. Hence the reason, part of the reason why we're exes is I didn't, I didn't have, let me back up. These mindset tools wouldn't say they would have saved my marriage because that's like, no, thank you. But it definitely would have helped in some way because our communication was just so, it was like fucking nails on a chalkboard. We, we would just keep going. Like we would not, we would just butt heads. It was like we were bulls just going like butting heads. Like no one would give. We would just keep going. The momentum would go and go and go. And the words would get louder and meaner and more negative. And we would never just walk away and give ourselves space. And so we weren't having logical conversations. Like our arguments weren't even logical. They were just based on emotion. And that's what happened. And this is why things get overheated and out of control. And even like if we think about this in terms of um, athletes, you know, like when there's a confrontation on the field or um, on the court, like these um, these athletes go at it and there's so much aggression and so much tension and so much emotion involved. And, you know, you think of the fight or flight response like that is your um, sympathetic nervous system. Like you're not operating from logic at all. You're just trying to defend or save yourself. That's it. And this is when things get like really fucking out of control. But when you can create these new pathways in your brain, it becomes easier. It becomes easier. It becomes your norm. It's not a stretch for you. You don't go into that sympathetic nervous system response because you've trained your brain to do it in a different way. 
It becomes your regular operating system. It's kind of like your compute, like you, we are computers, essentially. Like it's your hardware. It becomes hardwired in you. And then when external sources come at you, you're operating from this, this hard drive that is like this hardware system that is very well developed. Um, so it's fucking worth it because you know why? Because everything that is within you, ingrained in you, is actively shifting the world around you. It's actively shifting the world around you. And so when you can become intentional, when you can bite your fucking tongue and shift your thoughts, when you're in a negative situation, everything around you is going to change. Everything around you is going to change. And not only that, not only are you altering that immediate acute situation, but you're altering the chronic pathways in your life. So let's think about, let's look at this in turn. This is my nurse hat. Um, like chronic disease, right? Like heart disease is a chronic disease. Heart disease comes about by the decisions, the lifestyle, the energetic decisions that you're making on a daily basis. This is not something that you create overnight. You don't create a chronic disease like heart disease, blood pressure. Let's talk about blood pressure. A lot of people have blood pressure issues. Um, you don't create that overnight and therefore you don't undo it overnight. It takes intention. But when you make these intentions energetically with your thoughts, feelings and emotions, you're not only shifting your energy field, but that energetic shift is changing your body. You're healing your body. And not only are you healing your body, but you're healing the re relationships around you, the already established relationships and you are healing the relationships that you're calling into your life. So like you watching this, you commenting and liking this is actually changing your life because your interaction with this dialogue, with this conversation is tapping you into new things inside of the universe. It's tapping you into new people, places and situations. When you talk to when we have this conversation with this dialogue, this dialogue, you are actively connecting with other people who are having these types of conversations and dialogues, which means you're shifting your whole world. You're shifting the opportunities that are coming into your life. I mean, it's huge. It is so freaking huge. Okay, so I've been rambling for 26 minutes and 42 seconds. We're going to wrap this up. So. The, the bottom line is there was a lot to be said for, or not said for, pun intended, biting your tongue. Biting your tongue, taking a few minutes to breathe. And this goes for anything in life, whether you're at work, whether you're on the field, whether you're having a conversation with your kids and realizing that every single word that you say carries an energy. And I'm going to, I'm going to, now this is woo-woo, okay? I want to read a description to you about what the throat chakra looks like. And it really can look like whatever you want it to look like. It's about intention. Um, but this is a really cool visual. This is a, this is a book that I'm reading called The Sophia Code. This is an amazing book. It really is aimed toward kind of feminine energies, but it's for anyone because we all have feminine energy. We're all a balance of masculine and feminine. Um, but this is a super cool book. If it um, calls you in some way, get it. It's amazing. Okay. This is called the anatomy of the throat chakra. I want to give you a visual. 
So understand that every single thing that we visualize is in its own right a reality. Your thoughts are creating your reality. So mind your fucking thoughts. Mind your thoughts very carefully. What are you thinking about on a daily basis? What are you visualizing? Are you thinking about the negativity that you have in your life? Are you thinking about the loss of the championship? Are you thinking about that damn referee that was such a jerk and you're replaying the shit over and over in your mind? Or are you thinking about the next championship that you're going to win? Are you thinking about the next amazing vacation that you're going to go on? Are you thinking about the next amazing encounter that you're going to have with your spouse? Mind your thoughts. Every thought that you have is calling a reality into you. And so I want to read this to you. And so in reading this, like you have when you read, you have a visual, right? And so think about what you're reading, too, because it's a it is a reality. Okay, ready? Spinning at the front and the back of your neck, the throat chakra rotates as two wheels of light that connect in a funneled point at the center of your larynx, like your voice box. As a subtle organ structured from your higher self, the metaphysical properties of this chakra interface with the anatomy of your throat, which governs speech. The throat chakra is responsible for the physical health of your tongue, mouth, jaw, larynx, as well as the spiritual health of your communication, authentic expression, and creative willpower. Mm, isn't that delicious? That's a beautiful visual. Okay, so I wanted to leave you with that awesome visual. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. I love you so much. A reminder, as always, that you are divine, unique. You have a very unique, special message to offer this world. If you are inspired to offer a mes message, it means that there is a need for that. Only through a need, a desire, is inspiration born. And so know that what you have to offer is unique and specific to this world. So do not hide it from the world, my friend. Share your unique self with the world. You are worthy. You are absolutely amazing. I love you so, so much. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Bye-bye.